0: Good morning, it's Joycelyn Wells, and happy Sunday. So, I guess you guys who listen to me know that I think a lot. Like, an awful lot. All the time. There's not even moments that I can say that I haven't been thinking. Though I do know people who do have those down times, like those blank places of not thinking. I have yet to get to that space. So for me, it's helping me to understand that I have work to do, that my gift or my job here isn't just as simple as existing, that there's something I have to do. So I always think, I rarely do anything on Sunday morning um, because I know that time is reserved for people to go to church and worship and those things that we've really been kind of conditioned or trained to do so i don't usually do a lot on sunday morning um a couple reasons it is a time put aside for worship and prayer and i think we're desperately in time of prayer um and understanding especially being in this limited self-isolation of the quarantine whatever you guys wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing because of this coronavirus so it's definitely a time of chilling and also introspection so anyway um, a little background. I've shared this on my show before. My dad is a preacher. He's been a preacher, like, my whole life. It's far back because so I was probably six or seven, and um, he was really young when he and my mom got together, got married, and started a family, and they had one child, and that was me. So that's always a question, you know, like... For me, how was I the one chosen? What's the point of me being their one chosen? And so here I am. One of the things about my dad as a preacher is that when he remarried, and um, uh, his her kids became our family, you know? His kids, her kids became his, and they became my brothers and sisters, and then there's a set of twins, so we had a big family. But my dad as a preacher, one of the things that he always made it a point to do, he and my stepmom, was to make sure that we knew that they were disappointed in us. (laughs) They were disappointed in us because we didn't represent what they thought the church family looked like. And that's hard to deal with when it's coming from people who have direct access to you. And I think we were all damaged a bit from that. We're all damaged from trying to be something from somewhere else. And the reason I go back to this part of my life is because that's the conditioning part and we have a tendency to jack our kids up because of what we think they should be or who we think they should be when the truth of the matter is that really has nothing to do with you like who somebody is has nothing to do with anybody else right so that was always hard and i'm the outspoken person and i guess that's my mom and me and um So I never really fit the mold of trying to be. I always just went and did what I did. And I didn't live with them, so I only went to visit. But I know that my dad spent a lot of time, um, instead of celebrating the bounty of his wealth and generosity and his gift in those children that he birthed and the ones that he adopted, he spent a lot of time with the nose turned up about it, right? He's a preacher. His kid's supposed to, and it might be common with kids of preachers, right? There's always a thing about a preacher's child, right? They're preacher's kids. They're wild. They're crazy. They do all kinds of stuff. When there's some little idea in our mind that the preacher's child is supposed to be the one that's pressed, right? They're pressed. They they're in service. They're in the choir. They don't, they don't sin. They don't mess up. They don't, you know, that's really a hard thing to put on people when there's an expectation from a human that you don't mess up. But the expectation from God is that you do mess up. So we have to, that's been hard for me. And I'm 50 now and my dad and I still have some woo, conversations about what he sees when he's looking at me. And I've had to tell him what you see when you look at me, those are your human eyes. That's your earthly self seeing me. And I can't respond to the earthly eyes. I have to respond to God's eye. I have to respond in God's light. That is what is required of me. Because though my parents were my portal to this earth, though they were chosen for me to get here, they're not going to be a part of the conversation when God comes to me to deliver my gift, right? God doesn't wanna know what my parents thought or what my parents did or if I'm jacked up because of it or if I was unhappy or how long they held me hostage. God's not gonna talk about my parents. God's gonna talk about me. (laughs) He's gonna talk about me. So that just goes to show, and I'm being completely honest, you guys know I share everything it doesn't matter what somebody including your parents see when they see you what matters is that you never stop answering the call of the universe to perform that's what matters your parents can put you on a timeout they can be mad at you silent treat I expected more from you I this I this your parents can do all of those things But it's irrelevant when it's time for you to deliver what you have to the universe. That's irrelevant. So I just, I like to share stuff from me because I need for people to hear it's coming from a real person. It's coming from a real person. I think about a month ago, me and my dad had a conversation so raw that we were both crying. And he laid out how he felt disrespected by something that I did. And I said to him, daddy, you trying to have this conversation with me? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I just was like, hey, you want to have this conversation with me that you feel disrespected? I said, let's back it up. And I went back from when I was six, shoot, probably four years old, that different things that happened in my life in reference to him and ask him where was the respect in that? Where's the respect in you of me? Where are you saying that you were here and I am responsible for you and God has given you to me? Where was your respect in that? Parents have a tendency to think that their actions don't require respect of the people around them, especially the children. I'm not respecting no child. I'm the parent, blah, 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 People have a tendency to think that, not understanding that respect is taught respect is earned you don't get to disrespect or mistreat people their whole life and then all of a sudden expect them to see you as this amazing parent no if you were a sucky parent if i think that my parents didn't do what they're supposed to do because god gave me to them i can tell them that what are they gonna do what you gonna do send me back you're gonna go to god and say what we only thing we can say is, you know what? I messed up. You know what? I messed up. I know that you gave me the tools I needed to get this child in a place in your life, and I messed up. Parents don't want to say that. We want to hold a grudge and hold you hostage to what we think people should see when they look at you. Wrong. And that's a wrap for me, and it took a long time, and there are still people Millions of people dealing with this right now. Millions of people dealing with the idea that they don't know how to confront their parents or they don't understand the responsibility of their parents or their responsibility as a parent. As a parent. So this is one of the things I was thinking about when I woke up this morning because we see this right now. And honestly, my dad could be or could not be watching this. I'm not, he can hear anything that I have to say. My mom can hear anything that I have to say. It doesn't mean I'm tearing them down. It means I recognize that I exist on my own. Because I do understand had I followed their expectations of who I should be, that I could have been stuck somewhere dying. Stuck, literally stuck somewhere, small town, no industry, uneducated, without opportunities, three, four, five, six, seven baby daddies, somebody whooping my ass. It's better to have a man than not. Don't be dating all these people, blah, 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 blah. People have a tendency to want to put this stuff on you, not understanding that if it's not where you're supposed to be, you will die in that moment. You will literally die there. And I know there are people dying. I know there are people struggling. I get messages from people all the time wanting to be free, saying, help me. What can I do? And as soon as I start telling them what they can do, talk to your people around you about how they've hurt you. Forgive them. Forgive yourself. People start shying away. It's almost as if you think somebody outside of you is more important than you. If pleasing somebody a human and i say human and i mean human because that you think they're going to guess what they're a human you spend your whole life pleasing a human and then they die and what have you whole life pleasing a human and then god calls you now what say you to god i didn't serve you I didn't recognize you in my life because I was pleasing a human to hell with that we have to unveil our gifts of who we are it's people people are shocked with some of the stuff that I say because I'm really at a place like what what can you do to me what I'm not pretending to be anybody else I'm Joycelyn and God is happy with me right now. I know God is happy with me because he's giving me so much, so many ideas, so many opportunities, so much movement, rest, understanding, clarity. All of these things I thought I didn't need because they would come from people. I recognize they come from gifts, my spiritual gifts. If you look on my page this morning, I posted, take your spiritual gift survey here. You Select the Select the link, go there, and take the gift survey. There are like nine or ten gifts that these are all things that are outlined in the Bible. I don't reference the Bible a lot because I don't read it. I have read it. (laughs) I have an understanding. But my thought is, it is a reference. It is an understanding of people saying, I have lived and this is what it looks like. We are, you're living a Bible. You're living, you're living different books in the Bible. You're living it. And if you can't take your understanding of who you are and apply it to the things that's happening around you and in your life, then you're shortchanging only you and maybe the millions of people who are supposed to follow you, the millions of people that you're supposed to impact. So the spiritual gifts survey, it asks you about um, questions, maybe 80, I can't remember, several questions about who you are. You answer the questions all the time, you know, it's like five answers, all the time, sometimes, whatever, you go through, you answer the questions. When I, and I talked about this on My Joy Exposed a couple weeks ago, when I took the survey, I was reading it like, oh my God, you're a heathen, and I was saying that based on What my understanding of what it looks like to be a Christian or what it looks like to be a child of the universe or to be spiritual or that was on my human understanding of what it was. That's because people around you growing up make you think that these are certain things that are supposed to happen. So we're almost everybody's being conditioned to be a way that comes from a thought. Those thoughts come from where? In the places that we go to serve and understand God's work. Church, Bible study, our homes, our friends, those things. But what we're required to do, because nobody can put you in a box, nobody can put you in a box. You're required to learn on your own through your what? Mistakes. Make mistakes. Recognize it's a mistake. Know that you're responsible for you in the mistake and correct it. Those are the ways that you learn and those are the ways that you get to understanding your gifts. Nobody can hand it to you. It doesn't matter. You can grow up with the silver spoon, all the money, parents buttoned up. You can grow up, but I guarantee you If you don't spend some time getting to know who you are outside of the people around you, there will always be a struggle in you. You won't find peace. You won't find peace. And when somebody tells you, be my peace, you tell them, forget you. I decided I was going to try not to curse. (laughs) You tell them, forget you. I can't be your piece. You figure your own piece. That's how jacked up it is in the society today because we feel obligated to satisfy somebody else's whims. The only thing that you have to satisfy is you self inside out. You satisfy you. You continue to grow. You identify who you are in your gifts and how you fit into this massive universe of opportunity and understanding and love, you figure that out. And there's so much amazing moment. There's so much amazingness, yumminess, goodness, deliciousness, clarity, pleasure in understanding that you are a part of something greater than 10 people around you. Or the friendships that didn't work or your dad is a preacher or your mom was professional this or your your parents were divorced if you can figure out who you are none of that other stuff matters trust me trust me the fear is letting go of the things that are familiar letting go of the things that are familiar and during that time during the time that you're figuring out if you have been gifted and i'm going to say this if you have been gifted to be a vessel to bring life into this world that has to be a priority for you to get these people to a place of understanding and being of purpose now if you don't want to do that or you don't feel necessary then don't birth is a choice not that there's abortion, getting pregnant, putting aside rape, being mistreated as a child, someone taking advantage of you, putting that aside, you can choose whether you are going to get pregnant or not. Your body allows that choice. You, no one can make you do something you don't want to do. And if somebody is making you do something you don't want to do, guess what? Get away from them. No one has that ability. The only person that you, the only thing, entity that you have a requirement to please in the scheme of things is God. To be pleasing in God's eye. The way a human sees you, it doesn't matter. Now, imagine that as a single woman hoping or looking for love and opportunity. It doesn't put me in the good eye of many people, (laughs) It doesn't put me in the good eye of men who are looking to date, who are looking to have a woman who, because I'm not that one, right? I'm not the one. I'm not the one who's open to conforming to a human. That's not who I am. I'm not her anymore. My spiritual gifts, and I took the survey, and I've, I knew there was something special about me. I knew it. You you feel it. Everybody feels it, whatever it is. There's something about you that you don't see in other people that you can't really talk about. You can't put your finger on it. We all go through that. We all have it. Right. So my spiritual gifts, I found out in taking the survey, the one that I listed on my website. Um, leadership. Surprise. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Remember, I just said I thought I was a heathen. There was not a place for me. Leadership was it? leadership was one. Um, shepherding pastoring and teaching those are my gifts those are my three spiritual gifts those are at the top and when i read the descriptive of them i realized oh my gosh this is so what i do because i am a fearless leader i'm not afraid to speak up and out against i'm not afraid to move forward or to say what needs to happen or to make a decision I'm not afraid. So I am a great leader. I haven't been in a lot of leadership roles because we're conditioned to be in these kind of what you ex- what people expect you to do. They expect you to have a job. I had a job my whole life. I've been working since 1984. I've always had a job. I've always worked for somebody. No one said to me, because a person can't see it, People will only give you what they're capable of. People will only give you the words from the experiences that they have. Nobody said to me my whole life, nobody said, you are an amazing leader. I got my evaluations annually. I never got a perfect on one, though I knew that I was kicking butt and taking names in my job. I knew that I set the standard of movement of anything that I did. But because I worked for someone and I was under the idea of what corporate looks like, I was limited in my movements. Somebody making a choice for me. That's because I was falling under the expectation of people around me. Well, she got a job and she doing well, you know, she making her money. She got a nice house and she got this subpar, subpar because nobody was like. This bitch is bad. There's my cuss word. Nobody said she is bad and she can move a nation. Nobody said that. You're so smart. You're so pretty. Oh, you got nice handwriting. You speak well. People will give you those things because that's, that's how much they have. They don't know what it looks like to move a nation forward. So they can't tell you that. You're not going to get that from a human. You get that from yourself. And you get limited in your movements from the people around you. Because they're limited in what they can see. But that's who we look to for. That's what we. That's who we look to for what it's supposed to look like. A check isn't enough for me. It's not enough anymore. I remember my sister asked me one time. Don't you ever get tired of going through your bills and having to figure out how to do that? I said, no. She said, you don't? I said, no. I said, I've done that, been there, done that. It took me probably to get out of my marriage, (laughs) to leave my marriage after 17 years. It took me that long to realize I ain't got to have no bills. I don't want no bills. I don't like the anxiety of where money is coming from. I don't like the anxiety of paying. That's anxiety for me. So I decided after my divorce, well, that and I didn't have any money. I decided I won't do this anymore. I won't have these bills like this no more. Deal with that. I'm not doing it. And I evaluated things that were important to me. I scaled back. I paid the things I needed to pay mortgage utilities gas my car insurance try not to have a car note hate car notes try not to have a car note take care of my kids I did what I could do with what I had coming in and when I didn't have enough money coming in from one job I got another job and when I left a job to go teach I still kept a second job this is the first time in my life that I haven't worked two jobs and that means I didn't die working the two jobs (laughs) It didn't kill me. Was I tired? Absolutely. Tired. Kicked my butt. But I did what I had to do to get to where I needed to be. I hate bills. I tell you right now, I don't like to pay them. Now, my credit is high because I don't don't have bills. Not because I don't pay them. I don't have them. I keep a little bit that I'm doing and manage that. But I had to make some sacrifices to clear out the clutter of the anxiety of not making it to clear my mind enough so that i could process the amazing ideas that come with my gifts what does it look like to be a leader i don't want to i can i say right off people come to me asking me i wish you could you could do this or we got this would you want you want to be a travel agent you want no no well you don't even hear i don't want listen i don't want to hear it because maybe you think i work one job that you know of, because I am a teacher, that's the third of the, the third of my spiritual gifts, teaching, because I work as a teacher, people want to come to me to give me something else to do that's pleasing to them or make me have more money. I'm not looking for the money. I'm looking for the freedom. I'm looking for the opportunity to be a leader amongst this planet, this universe, a leader within that. Not a leader within the organization because somebody said a leader to move freely because God has given me the power to do so. Shepherding. What have I learned about myself and what does it look like for real? Right. And teaching. How do I get people to understand that their movements and their freedom is their responsibility, not anybody around them? No one else. No one else. How do you get people to understand that when you're working a job for somebody, a job for somebody else, trying to take care of your house, trying to take care of your children, trying to take care of you? How do you tap into your spiritual gifts when you're committing to all of these things for the humans? Because the humans want you to satisfy them, to sacrifice you and your existence for them. You don't get to being of your spiritual gifts when you're giving it away. When you're giving it away, yeah, it's a check on top of it. Good. Yeah, you can take a trip. Yeah, buy some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. There's still an understanding that that is predicated on them being there. On a human being there. We are right now in a pandemic with this coronavirus. People are losing jobs, getting laid off terrified of where the money will come from terrified of it waiting on a human to cut a check waiting on a human to make a decision on how they will live and if they will continue to live my timeline full of it can't wait to get them stimulus checks can't wait to get my thousand dollars shit thousand dollars man please let me tell you how frivolous $1,000 is to me. Not because I have thousands. I'm always broke. <laughs> I Financially. But my gifts are in abundance, right? I can do and I'm free. $1,000, I could spend that in the liquor store. Quick. Quick. On stuff that I like. Give me $1,000 in 20 minutes in the store. I'll come out. People will look at me like I'm crazy. But guess what? I like that. That's what I want to do. Just like somebody said, if they get $1,000, they're going to spend it at the uh, some restaurant in Atlanta to get some ribeye from somewhere. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy, right? $1,000, I can go and start my bourbon brand. I could go and get my um, logo designed, get my trademark on it. I could start laying the groundwork for my, bur- my bourbon. How about that? How about I'm investing that in me instead of me investing it in somebody's liquor store? How about I invest that same thing in something I love on me? That's the thing that we have to get out of the thought of somebody taking care of. I just, I believe that. So there's a spiritual gift survey. All my birds. There's a spiritual gift survey that's on my website. Go there and take it. See who you are. See if the little voice inside of you that's screaming to get out is identified in the gifts that are listed. Mine were, you you can talk to my colleagues and they will tell you that damn Joycelyn is fearless. I have said stuff to our administration, to people taking care of our students, to parents because my thing is I'm not spending an emotional second with you if it's not to the greater good of the people. I don't get caught up in your feelings when I'm taking care of the people and that's true. Great leadership quality. I didn't know that but I do now, right? So if you spend some time looking at your gifts and you spend some time figuring out who you are and why you are and knowing that the only person you have to please is God... It's gonna make, it's gonna feel a whole lot better. It's gonna feel a whole lot better. In here, this is the thing that makes us crazy. When this brain is operating in a space that's not our space, because we followed somebody else's desires for us, this is it. If you're miserable at work, you need another job. It's tons of jobs out there, tons of them. If you're miserable, get another job. If you're unhappy at home with your family, You know what that means you do something different and i hey i divorced i left my marriage with three kids best thing i ever done for my children for myself so i don't knock it i'm not gonna tell i stayed in it long enough for the kids oh let me just say that real quick i never really talk about this speaking of my divorce All the reasons that I stayed. I was married for 17 years. All the reasons that I stayed in my marriage. When I went to sign my divorce decree. After it had been typed up. Because they type it up all nice and neat for you. When I went to sign it. And I was reading it. And I was sitting there crying. And my lawyer was like, what's wrong? you change your mind? Like, what's wrong? You know, so he's trying to understand why I'm crying. The reason I started crying is because all of the damn reasons I stayed in the marriage. Love. Obligation. Our children. He needed me. I thought I needed him. All of the reasons I stayed, none of that shit was listed in the black and white on the divorce decree. It don't mean nothing. That's the emotional stuff that holds you hostage. Because he needs you. Because you need them. You think you need them. That ain't no reason to be miserable. No reason to be miserable. So, I just had to share that real quick as I was sitting here thinking about it. It's not, that's not enough. That's not enough. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I cannot wait. I think I've said this since Kobe passed a few weeks ago. The greatest gift of living is death. And if you don't understand that, it's because you're not living. Because when you die, that's your wrap, stamp. There's your stamp right there stamp of approval you did this thing you contributed what you were going to contribute it time to move on the greatest gift of living is death and i firmly believe that i try to live like it's the best every single day the best for me not everybody not everybody else but for me and i do have people like hey we're gonna do this hey we're gonna do this you should no i'm good now Years ago, I would have been all over the place, running. This, this pandemic wouldn't have stopped nothing. Only thing that would have been miserable was in here in my head. My brain would have been jacked up. I would have been tired, miserable, whining about money. I didn't have any, and blah, 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 blah. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. So if you have some time today, you go take your spiritual gift survey. It's good. You're going to find out a lot about yourself. <laughs> It's so enlightening, (laughs) so otherwise I wouldn't have even put it on my website, but it is so enlightening. It tells you, helps you to understand exactly that little voice or those voices inside of you and your desires when they're stopped or not. So that's pretty cool. If you guys um, haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, I'd love for you to do that. Thank you. And my other, my Joy Exposed episodes are available all over the place. You can Google it, Pandora, SoundCloud, iTunes. It's everywhere. So I'm really pleased about that. We are growing. My voice is growing. The opportunity to do more is growing. So I just wanted to get here this morning because I tell you, when I wake up, I have so much stuff I want to share. I want to talk. Like I just need to. I should have just rolled over in the bed and turned my camera on and did this live. But I figured. I come outside cause it's so pretty here. I'm in central Florida, Lake Parker. And uh, it's good. So I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I hope that you have an opportunity to fill out the spiritual gifts survey. I hope you have so much joy and pleasure in finding out who you are and your contributions to this earth, this great earth. And understanding that your time here is limited in the grand scheme of what is, right? So what are we looking at about it? 88, 90 90 years of living expectations. Life expectancy, about 90. So we don't have a lot of time. We have to make the most of it. We've got to raise our children to be adults. Not our people. They don't belong to us. They're um, just given to us for a while because of what we have. We can give them. We have to make sure not to damage them or the people around us. We have to make sure that we don't allow people to damage us (laughs) and our kids you know so there's a lot that goes along with walking along your path and being to your purpose being of your purpose and most of it is you you know majority of it is you and not telling yourself no and not quitting and understanding that you were in fact chosen to be here so this is joycelyn wells and um I don't even know. It's just we're talking about our spiritual gifts this morning. And thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Have an amazing day.